0: Hey, Dale Dixon here, host of The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Jason's on the road, and he wants to revisit one of his favorite episodes of the past. If you've heard it before, it's always worth a reminder. If not, we trust it will be a game changer for you, just like it's been for so many thousands of listeners. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to The Game Changers. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. We are with Jason Jennings. Five-time New York Times best-selling author. Jason, so good to be with you today.
1: Dale, it's great to be with you again.
0: So as we dive right into these topics uh, about uh, what you've written about in your books, and one of the things that you mentioned on a previous podcast was that when you go in to do one of your 80 presentations and, and teachings e- every year, you interview at least 10 leaders who are going to be in the audience so that you're able to really customize that message and get to the heart of what's going on, really diagnose the issue. So as you're you're talking to those leaders in preparation for the presentations. What are some of the recurring themes or the one recurring theme that you keep hearing on a consistent basis across the board?
1: Dale, I would guess that there are actually three. The one that I hear a lot is that we, we have a need to continually reinvent our business. And, and, and the reason that people want to reinvent their business is because they understand that ultimately, every product every service everything anybody sells or does becomes a commodity and the marketplace sets the price so they have to stay ahead of that and, and that's the only reason to change or or to reinvent i mean to stay ahead of the marketplace so i hear about that a lot uh, the second one that i hear a lot about is finding keeping and growing the right people which i'm certain we will be talking about in the future but then the one that, I, that, I, that comes up in almost every conversation I have with a CEO or another top leader or business executive or owner is the need for speed. Uh, today, competitive advantage in many instances is measured in days, weeks, or months. It's certainly not measured in years anymore. And so everybody is saying, what 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 can you teach us? Where has your research led you uh, on the subject of speed? And so I, I'm asked about speed all the time. And of course, that was the very first book that I wrote. Uh, it's not the big that eat the small. It's the fast that eat the slow.
0: So, to that, uh, to that end, when we talk about speed, let's start defining some of those specific areas. We're talking speed to market. If we're talking about services and products, we're talking about how to innovate within the company. Uh, where do you start with that?
1: It's interesting, and I'd like to set it up with, uh, uh, with, with a story and an example, which I think is really telling and uh, and, and, and really, I think, cracks the code on the, on the whole issue of speed. Uh, it, it was about 15 years ago, Dale that uh, every company uh, decided they needed to have a mission statement. And so uh, every company, big and small, were crafting mission statements. They'd retire away to a lakeside cabin for a weekend retreat with a couple of cases of beer and a cardboard box of cheap wine. And they would come up with their mission statement. Then they'd go back to their company the following Monday and say, this is now our new mission statement. So everybody had a mission statement. Uh, That was followed a a few years later. No, 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 no. You don't need to have a mission statement. You actually have to have a vision statement. And all of a sudden, everybody fancied themselves some kind of a visionary. So now people who had been sold the mission statement uh, were now listening to the vision statement and rolling their eyes again. It's kind of like, here we go again. But then about eight or nine years ago, uh, then the hot topic became uh, guiding principles and values. And every company began publishing a list of guiding principles and values. Every company, uh, big, small. I, I ask every company that I'm in front of, uh, every, every company that I'm researching, do you have a list of values? Do you have a list of guiding principles? Oh, yes, we have a list of values and guiding principles. and And because I tend to be kind of a bad boy, And uh, I kind of like to call people out. This just happened a couple of weeks ago on an airplane. Uh, I fly every week of my life. And I'm very cautious with uh, clients' money, and so generally book a coach ticket, but because of the frequency of my flying, I'm almost always uh, bumped up to business class or or first class. And as a tall guy, I'm I'm very grateful when that happens. And uh, so this guy plopped next to me, and and I don't like to talk a lot on airplanes because, uh, you know, I I, I talk for a living and I teach for a living, and sometimes I I just kind of want to become private to myself. Uh, but invariably, uh, you know, somebody says, hi, how are you? And I say, I'm fine. How are you? And they say, I'm Dave. And I say, I'm Jason. And then you're right back in the conversation that you didn't want to have in the first place. And uh, so I'm sitting next to this guy, and he finally looked at me, introduced himself, and, and we shook hands. And uh, I said, what do you do? And uh, he was the national sales manager for a huge pharmaceutical company, a name that you would know and everybody listening to this won't know. And uh, and he said, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm a researcher and and I'm an author. And so we started chatting a little bit. And I said, let me ask you a question. I said, uh, does your company have a list of uh, guiding principles or values? He said, well, of course, we have a list of guiding principles and values. So, you know, Dale, what my next question was, right?
0: Absolutely. What would those be?
1: Uh, What are they? What are they? So I said, "Well, what are those uh, guiding principles or values?" <clears throat> um, uh, ethics, he said. Ethics. Uh, we do everything ethically. And I said, "Well, that's a that's a really good starting point." I said, "What are the others?" Well, I mean, you could see his sphincter tighten. And uh, he uh, he said, "Well, hold on, let me open up my laptop and I'll tell you." You know, that's incredulous when, when you think about it. Here. The, one of the top four or five leaders in the company, the head of sales and marketing for this huge multibillion-dollar pharma organization, they proclaim a list of guiding principles, and he can't even tell me what they are. And and that is – and I'll connect this to speed in a moment. And so it's incredulous that, that they would even have a list of values or guiding principles, I mean, if the leaders don't know them. And if the leaders don't know what the guiding principles or values of the organization are – I mean, it's, I'm, I'm aghast at the prospect that they would expect the workers, the people who actually do the work, to know them. So, again, like, like most mission statements, like most vision statements, like most list of value statements or guiding principles, they're not worth the paper they're printed on or the digital space they occupy because they're not acted on. Nobody knows them. They're not believed. So here is if you want to crack the code on speed. We first landed on this when we were studying the Charles Schwab organization. And when you consider the list of firsts that that this company has achieved during their tenure, it's it's, it's one of the, I I believe, it's one of the most incredible uh, organizations on the planet. Uh, One of the first things we discovered there, and then we began noticing it in other great companies, is Schwab has a list of guiding principles. Now, uh, that begs the question, define a guiding principle. What is a guiding principle? Well, guide is, of course, uh, to lead, show the way uh, to direct the movements of. But then principles are a law that serves as the basis of reasoning and action. It's it's, it's almost like a personal code of, of conduct. So when you put them together, this list of values or guiding principles, it's designed to lead, show the way, and serve as the basis of reasoning and action, a personal code of conduct.
0: So Jason, as we, so, we, as we talk through this, you mentioned that you know, it started off 15 years ago with the mission statement, moved to the vision statement, and then it went to the guiding principles. The real issue with guiding principles, what I hear you say, is that it's it's not that they're there, but it's the fact that they are created and then put on a shelf.
1: Uh, they Most value lists or lists of guiding principles, I think, are created by well-intended people. I, I really believe that. I, I don't think that... Uh, um, people want to waste time. I, I don't think that people necessarily want to engage in exercises just for the sake of engaging in the exercise. I, I think everybody is well-intended, and I, I think most people just truly want to do the right thing. Uh, but what they do is they create this list of guiding principles, and they go, woo, uh, okay, let's publish them now. And they put them on their website. Uh, it's it's almost predictable where you'll find them on, on, on a website, and they publish them in internal communications to their employees, and they say, "Here are our guiding principles. Here are the values." But, but then, like everything else, I mean, there, there's no intentionality about them. They 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 are soon forgotten about, and it's on to the next exercise, and that's one of the reasons why the workers and the employees in an organization, when the boss comes in and says, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, they just roll their eyes skyward, and they go, oh, my God, You know, this is the, this is the 20th initiative under this person's tenure, I mean, and, and so there's no believability, and so if a list of guiding principles is going to be a list of guiding principles, uh, two things have to happen. Um, one, everybody in the organization has to know what the guiding principles are. Every single individual has to know what the list of guiding principles are. Uh, The list of guiding principles must be lived by by everyone in the organization, absolutely no exception. And the list of guiding principles must become the basis uh, for finding and recruiting people where where you say to an applicant, look, this organization is led by these six or seven guiding principles. They express who we are what we do, and they're the basis for all decision-making within the organization. Here's the list of values and principles. Now, if you can buy into those guiding principles, if you can get on board those guiding principles, you probably want to join us. Now, if you don't, uh, it doesn't mean you're a bad person, but it does mean that you would not be a good fit here. And so a a list of guiding principles uh, or a list of values are only of value If everybody in the organization knows what they are, if everybody lives by the same list of guiding principles, if everyone is seen as living by this list of guiding principles, and if the guiding principles or values become a basis for the hiring decision at companies. And then in short order, I mean, in very short order, uh, you truly have a list of guiding principles. Charles Schwab uh, will tell you that the number one reason for the success of his organization was this list of guiding principles that they crafted. And I will tell you, Dale, uh, during our in-depth research into Schwab, I was running around their San Francisco headquarters, and I was running around many of their uh, outlying offices, and I would ask people, "Uh, what are the guiding principles of your organization? What are the values of your organization? And everybody could tell you what they are. When everybody can tell you what they are, then you're going to have a culture. Now, here's what happens, Dale. Dale when when everybody is on board the same list of values or the same list of guiding principles think about what happens speed is the speed becomes natural all of a sudden there's no need to study things to death all of a sudden there's no need for these long committee meetings where everybody has to be given voice and everybody has to be listened to. No more is there a need for pondering and wondering whether we should embark on a certain course of action because every decision becomes a very simple decision. it, It is, does it fit the guiding principles? Does it not fit the guiding principles? If it fits the guiding principles, let's do it. If it doesn't fit the guiding principles, no matter how seductive it might appear... We're not going to do it. End of story. It it, be, it becomes very simple, and that alone, uh, th- that one simple thing. But you know, the simple is the simple is often the most difficult, uh, isn't it? That one simple thing, having a set of guiding principles or values, six or seven of them, and making every decision in accordance with them, and everybody being on board them, is the difference between a fast organization and one that is
0: not fast. So I've got a a real world application that really proves your point on this one Uh, in the organization in which in which I lead. We just went through a hiring process for a management position. We applied the guiding principles. We did a nationwide search. We were able to make our decision in under a week. Right. When's the last, you know, that's uh, there's something to be said for that. And so it carries through everything from the very beginning when you're bringing people into the organization and it carries through on how you make the, the decisions, the little decisions and the big decisions.
1: Uh, with without question. And I, I, I know the time is always of an essence uh, in our get togethers, but I, I do want to take just a moment and uh, and share with you uh, what the Schwab guiding principles are. Uh, and, and and as you listen to each, you go, aha. Now I understand why the organization has, has achieved its, its full economic potential. Uh, the first guiding principle laid down by Chuck Schwab was this. Is it fair and responsive to our customers? That's the number one. That's the basis for every single decision at Charles Schwab. Is it fair and responsive to our customers? Number two, given his deep commitment uh, to people, does it respect all of our fellow workers and the spirit of teamwork? Yes or no? Does it improve what we do. Number four, will it earn and be worthy of our customers' trust? Number five, will it reinvent the business? Now, these guiding principles were laid out 25 years ago, long before reinvention was even really a word that was used. Will we own it? Charles Schwab has always looked to own the technology, to own it, to give them a a competitive advantage. And will it create and nurture a spirit of innovation? Now, think about those guiding principles that I've just laid out for you i mean if everyone in the organization could tell you what the guiding principles or values of the organization are at the drop of a hat and if every executive is seen as making every decision i mean in accordance with the values or guiding principles that then becomes just such part of a culture of an organization that it's palpable I mean, it's it's actually palpable. When you walk into a company or organization that has this list of six or seven guiding principles and everybody lives by them, you can feel it. You can feel it because all of the intrigue and the office politics and the closed doors and all, all the chatter, I mean, disappears. You, you can really get down to getting to business. And so I would tell any entrepreneur, uh, any mid-level manager, uh, any leader – uh, anybody who wants to form a company, anybody who heads a company right now, I mean, the, the first order of business is to sit down and create this personal code of conduct, I mean, this list of guiding principles. Guide is to lead, show the way, and principle is the law that serves as the basis of reasoning and action, like a personal code of conduct. Get that done, and you'll be, uh, you'll be far along the road to speed, and there will be a lot fewer bumps in the road.
0: I'm going to throw one thing in here about the importance of going through the process of establishing those guiding principles, because you just gave that list from Schwab. And it would be really easy for me to listen to this podcast, say, hey, wow, those sound really good. I'm just going to take them back to my office and <laughs> and post them on the wall and say, this is what we're doing right. now. Uh, but that's not going to work.
1: No, 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 no. Um, you know, I would say, wh- where does the list of guiding principles come from? Uh, obviously the list of guiding principles come from the person or people at the top of the organization. And I I, I think it would probably take nothing more than uh, a couple of hour discussion, uh, maybe enjoying a couple of beers along the way uh, with the top three or four people in the organization saying, okay, what is going to be our personal code of conduct? What are going to be our values? Uh, What are our guiding principles going to be? I mean, nail them out, hammer them out and it should never be the schwab guiding principles every organization has to come up with their own all right but uh, and, but I'll add a caveat and and listeners will have to listen carefully or they they might think they're hearing something that they're not hearing i dale i don't think what i i don't even think what the guiding principles or values are are as important as the fact that everybody knows what they are Everybody buys into them, or there's no place in the organization for them, and every decision is made in accordance with them. That's when something becomes a list of values or guiding principles. I'll repeat, I don't think it's as important what they are as the fact that everybody knows them, believes them, and lives in accordance with them.
0: Fantastic information. We are out of time today, Jason. Thank you so much for opening our eyes to what speed is all about and how to really bring it into our organizations. If you'd like to read more, hit the ground running. Think big, act small. Less is more. It's not the big that eat the small. It's the fast that eat the slow and the latest, the reinventors. Those are the New York Times bestsellers that are out there in your bookstore or on Amazon that you can find from Jason Jennings. Jason, thanks so much for your time today, and we're going to talk next week. Uh, Go ahead.
1: uh, Dale, I'll look forward to being with you next time.
0: All right, and next time we are going to spend some time talking about shuffling your portfolio. I look forward to hearing what that's all about when we talk next week. Jason Jennings, this is The Game Changers. Catch you next week.